Paratruth Radio is a proud member of Evergreen Podcasts on KillerPodcast.com. Since the fall of man, a war has raged between good and evil. Over the centuries, this war has distorted the truth. Now the truth is perceived as lies, and lies acknowledged as truth. To this day, the battle continues as we investigate and debate the truth behind the history and mystery of the universe. We are Paratruth Radio. Mysteries have stumped humankind for centuries. Many of these mysteries have yet to be solved. But no mystery is quite like that of the missing colony of Roanoke Island. A true story about an entire colony disappearing virtually overnight with absolutely no trace other than a single word carved into a tree. Now Paratruth presents The Croatoan Effect. What's up, Para fans? My name is Eric. And I'm Justin. And you are listening to a brand new episode of Paratruth Radio. I hope you all... Yes, indeed. I hope everyone out there tuning in tonight, uh, and this week, of course, I know not everyone tunes in when we go live, but uh, I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. Yeah, absolutely. I, again, guys, apologize that... I didn't get this ready for Thanksgiving. It's kind of our Thanksgiving episode, but it kind of ties into a, a really weird mystery as well. So mm-hmm. it does. It, it ties into a really weird mystery, and just just to give everyone a heads up, you know, there's only so much information on the lost colony of Roanoke Island, uh, and so obviously because of the lack of evidence that we have to support it, and the lack of information because it's such a great mystery. We will be t- probably rabbit trailing quite a bit today, tonight. Yeah. Which isn't a bad thing. You guys know it's always fun when we rabbit trail. Yeah. Or uh, maybe they think it's boring. I don't know. But I like it when we rabbit trail. I like it, too. <laughs> and if you think it's boring, you can let us know, but we won't respond. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll continue to rabbit trail. <laughs> anyway, how was your week, Justin? Oh, it's been a week, but I'm hanging in there. How about yours? About the same. You know, back in Cleveland, about to be going home. (laughs) Not looking forward to the drive. Yeah, you don't get very much of a break this time. No, not so much. (sighs) Well, at least it's a break from the movies and everything else, and I know that you have one more left, so I'm hoping... Yeah all those wrap up pretty well for you absolutely i hope so too i'm sure it'll go it'll go well and just to think i've got uh two more weeks left here for filming the, uh, this last film that i'm going to be working on and then i've pretty much got about two months off or so almost um from any type of filming whatsoever which is kind of nice yeah uh so i'll be back on the show with all of the Upcoming very special holiday episodes, Christmas and New Year's, which I'm really looking forward to. Yeah. 
If you guys didn't catch last week, uh, we're having a super special New Year's episode where we're going to have a roundtable discussion with Justin from the four, uh, the Fourth Watch, uh, Kay from Deception Detection Radio, Jerry from Tie Girl for God Radio, and Scott and Heidi from Talk Supernatural, all great friends. And I thought, what better way to ring in the new year than to bring all the friends that we've got from being on Paratruth Radio and have them all in, in a single discussion and keep it kind of funny, you know. I'm sure there will be a couple of things that we'll, we'll drop and, you know, get a little bit of serious discussion going, but I'm, I'm totally looking forward to it, absolutely. And our Christmas episodes, I just love doing the Christmas episodes because I remember Christmas from long, long ago. <laughs> uh, and on another note, last week, folks, last Sunday, if you might remember, I debuted the teaser trailer for my film, The Revealed. If you haven't checked it out, you can uh, check it out on our website. Just go to the Creative Works tab, and you'll find the link to the trailer. You can also check it out on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The Revealed Movie. And, of course, let us know. Let, let me know what you think about it. You can comment on our website. You can comment on Facebook. Uh, I just want to get everyone's opinion uh, based on what they saw from the teaser trailer. Are you excited? Are you not excited? Are you hopeful for something specific to happen in the film? just want to see what everyone's thoughts are. <clears throat> I still have goosebumps, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> you're not the first person to tell me that either. <laughs> well, no, rephrase that. You are the first person to tell me that, but you're not the only person to tell me that. <laughs> well, uh, Shelly even said, I'm I'm super excited. I can't wait for it to come out. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, anyway, folks, uh, as you've already known and we've already talked about, today we are talking or speaking of the lost colony of Roanoke Island. Interesting fact. For the longest time, whenever I thought about the Lost Colony and read some research on the Lost Colony, I always thought they meant Roanoke, Virginia. Oh. I, yeah. I didn't even really know that there was a Roanoke Island in North Carolina. Uh, it's something I found out relatively recently, which in and of itself is pretty interesting it's a fact you know i'm always always throwing out the random facts and i just random facts myself yeah well and when you brought this to my attention i had heard of the lost colony i never Mm -hmm. knew what it was i didn't do a whole lot of a whole lot of research into it but i had heard of the lost colony i just didn't know what it was yeah well and basically for for all of our listeners who don't quite know what it is i'm just gonna briefly uh describe Basically, what this lost colony is, what had happened, and then I think Justin, you and I will just converse about it a little bit, get, get your input, and uh, we'll talk about the history, the different ideas behind what might have happened, uh, if there's any evidence supporting any of these beliefs or views as to what happened, and of course, our final opinion of what we think happened. Absolutely. Uh, and so, basically, the lost colony of Roanoke is the third settlement to come in from England. Uh, the first, I can't, offhand, I can't remember what the first one is, to be honest. The second one, though, was military, and I think the first one was as well. They're both, they're, the military uh, excursions were explorers. They're all men. They came in. The second crew that came in, uh, or the second colony, if you will, which is all military, had a little bit of a uh, 
confrontation, if you will, with the Native Americans here in America. What? The white men had confrontations with the Indians? I mean, Native <laughs> Americans. Sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, yeah. I mean, that was kind of the common thing back then. Right. And so the Native Americans ended up pushing uh, England out. They ended up leaving, heading back to England. In fact, they flee. They, they just, you know, hopped on a boat and skedaddled. And uh, what do you know, about six or seven months later, the third uh, ship came out to Roanoke Island. And this happened to be the ill-fated uh, colony that, that settled there, was there for several months uh, with a man named John White. <clears throat> And John White ended up leaving, going back to England to take care of some things. And when he came back approximately three years later, the entire colony was gone. And they found he found absolutely nothing except for a single word carved into a tree which said Croatoan. And, of course, the term well, – not the term, but the tree thing is kind of up in the air. Uh, some history or – I should say some research says that it was a tree that the word croton was carved into. Some say that it was a pillar for fencing for a giant, uh, almost like a fort like fence. Yeah. What I came across was it says a post of the fort said croton and, yeah. and then on the tree, only three letters, C R O crow carved right. into the nearby tree. Right. So very interesting and, of course, very mysterious. And it just so happened that from that time on, and by the way, I didn't mention this, mention this earlier, but this all happened in about the early 1500s or so, or mid-1500s, I think. I, and, I got a date of 1587. All right, so that's when the Roanoke Island was established, I believe. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, and so there's been absolutely no trace ever since of this Roanoke people uh, or the colony that had originally settled there and just vanished. And recently, according to National Geographic, there's been some interesting finds, if you will. They, they haven't done any digging, but they, there are a group of people, a group of explorers that used things that are very similar to metal detectors. Only they reach much deeper into the earth, approximately 13 feet deep. And they claim to have been able to see with these detectors wood about three feet below that almost represents like or looks like a huts or houses that would have been built. And perhaps they were crumbled over the time and they just, you know, layer of settlement settled on top of them. Uh, maybe they were burned down. They don't know, but they plan on getting the, the okay to go ahead and start digging in Roanoke Island to see just exactly what these are that they found with these metal detectors. Interesting. One of the, I mean, one of the things that it says in the research is that when uh, John White came back, there was no sign of, of a struggle or a fight. Uh, it was just all of these cabins were gone and the people families were gone women children uh, men and i mean to level an entire colony and it, there was no sign of battle that that is the first thing that kind of baffles me and then you're saying that they they're actually finding some evidence of it now right you know and, and for 
<clears throat> the longest time, you know, there's been speculation of just exactly what happened. And there's a number of different views and beliefs as to what happened. And of course, the word croton is interesting term because that word is used for a uh, Native American people, a tribe down in southern North Carolina. Actually, <clears throat> what it looks like is the tribe's name was Croatans. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if Croatoan was supposed to represent that because it really doesn't say anything about it leading to the tribe, but Croatoan was actually another colony, I guess. So then you have to wonder if it was another colony, was it another colony or was it that just someone misspelled or, you know, and quite understand that the term was Croatan and wrote Croatoan, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong about this. Uh, I think there is Croatoan Island or something like that, also that, in Southern yeah. North Carolina, uh, which is where they could have gone. And it looks like the the opposing tribe, their name was oh gosh, where was it? The the Secotans, which mm-hmm. is kind of weird. You see Croatans and then the Secotans. Or, or Secotans, I don't even know how you pronounce it. <laughs> well, you know, and one thing that is important to remember, or at least have an idea of, is that some of these tribes may have intermarried with other tribes and then split off these family of tribes and maybe had similar names, but were very, I guess, had specific differences, which would separate them and maybe make them enemies, for all we know. Yeah. Um, and so having a similarity in name like that could be something that, that just kind of formed out of a wedlock or something like that. Um, yeah. But who, who knows, you know? Yeah. I And it's, like I said, it kind of baffles me just that an entire colony just disappeared. I mean, we heard, we had talked about the, the Alaskan uh, city where all the people were gone and then they found their and I believe this was on the the uh, Ghost Towns episode with Kay on Deception Detection Radio, mm-hmm. where they found the dogs buried and none of the humans could be found. But all the houses were left the way they were. Nothing was changed. So it's really uh, a interesting uh, mystery, the, the Croatoan mystery. And I don't know... If they have any other facts other than it, it was just gone, because from what I'm coming across, I don't know if it says anything in your research. They they had kind of just dropped it and left it as the lost colony because they they couldn't explain anything. Yeah, I mean there is no explanation whatsoever. There's no evidence to support it. John White at the time had no clue what happened. There was no evidence uh, to lead him anywhere other than the word Croton. And so he can imagine, or you can imagine, you know, if that's all you have is the word Croton, where could these people have possibly gone? Could they have gone with the Croton uh, tribe and tried to live with them? Because at the time, there's a good, really good chance that they ran out of their food source. And maybe the land wasn't producing the produce that they needed, and maybe animal, you know, food was scarce, and so on and so forth, the meat and whatnot. Uh, not to mention, northern North Carolina can get pretty cold in the winters. On top of that, 
it's an island right on the coast of North Carolina. And as we all know today, North Carolina and pretty much the entire East Coast is kind of a bad place to be in August and September due to hurricane season. Yeah. Uh, and so the, you know, there's a number of possibilities here of what might have happened. And I, I know we've already discussed possibly they being killed by a tribe of some sort, whatever tribe that might be, uh, due to hostility in the area. There could have been a hurricane that came through, which would explain why there were no bodies. Right. Uh, and could also explain why they're finding today these wood structures underground that seem to have collapsed. Because if a flood came through, you know, with the waves and the winds, it might have knocked the buildings down. And over time, just settlement and water, you know, covered it up. Uh, another possibility is that disease struck them. However, if that was the case, where did the body go? Why was there nothing? You know, there should have been bones at least or something like that. Even if wild animals did come in, they wouldn't have dragged them off most likely. Yeah. Uh, and there was <clears> evidence <throat> of that as well. Right. And of course, on the other side, if there was a disease, there would have been a good chance that the entire colony would have split up in smaller groups. It would have been a better way to help separate each other from the source of the disease and have a better chance of survival overall. And so if they it very, was the, a disease, though, too, why would the cabins be taken down? Well, true, absolutely. Why would they have been taken down? And it, if the cabins were taken down, why not the fencing? You know, right. why wasn't everything taken down? Who knows? Uh, <clears throat> it, it's most likely that the fencing, to me, it would have been most likely that the fencing would have been stronger based on it being the protective barrier. Oh. It probably would have went a little deeper than everything else. Right. And so if a hurricane did come through, the buildings would have been the first to go because the buildings are probably made of lighter structure as opposed to the fence itself, which would have been pretty heavy logs, solid logs um, that were placed up and around. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I don't I don't think I came across this theory, but one theory that did come to mind is that, uh, you know, the Native Americans believed in what they call the star people, what we would call extraterrestrials today. Possibility. Not not saying I believe it, but possibility maybe extraterrestrials came and wiped out the colony. I don't believe that, but it's it's a theory. Well, it's a theory, and when you think of all of the other things that have gone missing uh, throughout history, you need, when you think of, of uh, the Bermuda Triangle right. and all the ships and the airplanes that have just suddenly vanished out of nowhere with no trace whatsoever, I mean, you, you can't... You can say that there is a link here. There, there is something that's linking these two things together. The fact that these people are there one moment and the next moment gone, uh, without the trace. So yeah, you know, that, is there a possibility? I mean, I'm not going to be the first to say, you know, to cross it off the list and say no. Uh, there very well is that possibility because we don't know what exactly exists in the universe. Right. Um, and aliens, you know, that's, that's something we've covered numerous times and that's a big, big, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's a stretch even for me, I'd say, but it, it is a possibility. Yeah. All right, folks. Uh, I think we're going to take our first break here. We've kind of broken it down here for you. So what we'll do is kind of break down uh, the couple of the theories. We kind of started that. And then just kind of come from 
the two perspectives that we have and, and try and hash it out. Uh, we will be right back after Eric's Random Fact of the Day. Now, Eric's Random Fact of the Day. Did you know that when President Franklin D. Roosevelt moved Thanksgiving to the next-to-last Thursday in November to prolong the holiday shopping season, many Republicans rebelled? According to facts.randomhistory.com, the holiday was temporarily celebrated on different dates. November 30th became the Republican Thanksgiving, and November 23rd was Franksgiving, or in other words, the Democrat Thanksgiving. Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotis, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, yeah, right? And, yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? <laughs> the Bigfoot thing is people have seen these, and, and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Chipotas. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Paratruth Radio. My name's Justin. And I'm Eric. And uh, we've been discussing Croatoan mystery. It's about a colony on Roanoke Island that uh, just randomly disappeared. Uh, as we started the show, Eric gave the the kind of breakdown of what it what had happened. You know, they came here. Uh, a man named John White kind of settled the settlement and then left to England to get some backup because the, the uh, colony was having issues with a tri- uh, Native American tribe that was here and. Uh, John took three years to finally come back because there was actually a war going on there with Spain and he couldn't get anything done. And when he finally came back, the the colony was gone. Even mm-hmm. his daughter and his uh, what would have been three-year-old granddaughter. So uh, we've discussed a little bit of what there are for the theories that what had ha- actually possibly happened. Uh Hurricane took out the the colony, uh, possibly UFOs taking out the colony, the colonists possibly maybe moving on with the uh, the Croatoan tribes to to uh, survive because the uh, the food was scarce. Uh, possibly the one of the other tribes taking the colony out. Uh, what what's the first thing that comes to mind for you would be what what would be a good possibility? 
Uh, for me, I would say a hurricane, you know, which is a massive storm. Being on an island like that, and me personally, you know, going down to Carolina Beach, uh, North Carolina, and seeing firsthand hurricanes coming through and what kind of damage they do. And we see it on TV every year, you know, numerous times. Yeah. You know that they're more than capable of devastating everything. They can tear down structures, and anyone caught in the uh, surf, when, when it happens to flood and rise, gets pulled out of the sea, which would explain why... Uh, they, they, they went missing. However, however, the only problem with that theory is that it doesn't explain the word Croatoan on the post. Yeah. And, and honestly, I think when it comes down to this mystery, the word Croatoan is really the biggest mystery of them all. I it's also the biggest clue. Yeah, that's the yeah. biggest clue in evidence. But I mean, if, if I had to come down and throw away any clues that we had, if I had to you know, if I was able to throw away the word Croatoan, I would say the most likely uh, thing then at this particular time would be that a hurricane came through. Because the word Croatoan could be writ- carved on there for any reason whatsoever. There are many reasons why it might have been carved on there. Uh, well, for all like we- you said, it could have been somebody misspelling Croato- Croatan mm-hmm. for the, the tribe. And it actually could be a possibility. Maybe somebody left that message. Somehow they knew there was bad weather coming left and then that's you know a hurricane came through and took out the cabins and that's why the cabins were gone it's a possibility it absolutely is what about you what are you thinking um just because the the cabins were gone and that word was left there my mind kind of goes away from the crow the the hurricane uh taking out the people mm-hmm. uh I don't know, like, just because that word was left there, it almost makes me feel like either it was a warning, saying maybe the the Croatan somehow uh, had a change of heart and decided to take out this colony, and somebody left that word there as a warning. Um, But... For John White to come and there was no evidence of a struggle, um, I would think that there would be some evidence of of that particular theory, like spears being left behind. Uh, a lot of tribes back then would leave heads on pikes, heads on spears, uh, different warning signs that you better not be coming back to this particular place. Uh, my, to be, be honest, my best guess would be they maybe they left with the Croatans, left that word there to tell them, to tell John White where they were, but for him to never find them again is, is a mystery. I, I'm not sure. Well, <clears throat> yeah. The one thing that's interesting, and in regards to the possibility that the Native Americans came in and, you know, killed everyone or took them hostage or whatever, and, you know, tore down the buildings, but yet had no sign of struggle whatsoever. The one thing I'd like to point to is the Bible. And in particular, when you think of the the stories of of Joshua and the way God would tell him to go into these cities to sometimes to kill everyone, men, women, children, take everything. 
clothes, jewelry, livestock sometimes. Sometimes, most of the time, he'd have them kill the livestock even. Uh, but they would go in, they'd take everything for themselves and burn the entire city to the ground. Uh, and there, there have been many times, actually most of the time, where God would tell them not to take anything and they would just destroy it all. And so in the end, you can think that maybe there was no sign of struggle because of the way that these armies would go into these cities and just decimate everything so much that it would just be a pile of ash. And if such was the case with this story here about the lost colony and the possibility that the Native Americans came in and did the same thing, where they destroyed everything, after three years, depending on when this happened, three years is a long time. Yeah. And being on the shore as it was, very well could have been pulled out to sea, you know, any sign of struggle originally. Yeah, I... This this is a hard one, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I like to think that this is probably one of the most mysterious mysteries yeah. on Earth. Yeah. yeah, and I know there's, I know plenty of people probably argue that because you think we'd already met, I mentioned it earlier, uh, the idea of the missing ships and airplanes, you know, with the Bermuda Triangle and the Devil's Triangle, but even that doesn't warp my mind as much as the idea of a lost colony. I mean, tons of stuff happens to airplanes, um, especially back then, with, with lack of uh, mechanical know-hows and electronics that we have today. Things happen, you know, especially with the magnetic field that ha- tends to uh, be somewhere centered in the Bermuda Triangle and how it makes things makes pilots disoriented because of the compass is spinning and whatnot. It's funny you, know, you bring that up because actually I just uh, remembered something that I came across in this research. Uh, it's it's said that uh, Edgar Allan Poe, uh, on his deathbed, he actually went missing for an unexplained day, and when they found him, he he was uh, whispering this word in his delirium: Croatoan. Also, Emily Earhart, her last scribbled message in her journal was Croatoan. Interesting. And, so, uh, actually, there, there's actually more. Uh, author Ambrose Bierce, before he vanished in Mexico, again, the word Croatoan came up. Also, it is linked to Black Bart. If you guys don't know who Black Bart is, check it. Check out that name. All of these people are connected to Croatoan because of Croatoan Island. They, they, I believe Black Bart came across Croatoan Island uh, while he was ravaging the seas. Well, now this brings up a completely different view and uh, or discussion, I should say. And it's going to change what we're talking about. Here, here's a small rabbit trail. Instead of talking about what happened to the lost colony, let's talk about this Croatoan. Is this Croatoan, now based on what you just told us, all these people who happen to, uh, I, I guess, come up with the word Croatoan, whether it be the last word they wrote or some kind of psychological thing where the word Croatoan came up, such as you said with uh, Poe, could there be a... A uh, bigger, more sinister, even a spiritual source behind this word Croatoan. 
It could be. Uh, possibly they came across what we talk about a lot, a, a cryptid, and the only word that could describe what they saw was Croatoan, or maybe this thing, if it was a, a cryptid or uh, a, a spiritual thing, had whispered it to them. I, I could see that being a possibility. Um, and if, if that were the case, if Croatoan was maybe the name of a demon, that would explain why the the lost colony became that because if there was multiple people either being possessed oppressed uh manipulated by whatever this creature is uh and then wrote its name into the the pillar or the tree whatever it was that it wrote it on i could see that as a possibility Mm -hmm. So when we're out, since we're on this uh, particular track, if you will, this road in regards to demonic, a demonic uh, entity or some kind of spiritual thing, let's think of one of the most popular uh, folklore in Native American folklore, uh, and that is uh, this idea of a cryptid known as the Wendigo. Uh huh. <clears throat> so let's say that there's a possibility that this Wendigo happened to come across. The colony of Roanoke Island, and it happened to possess one single person who acted out. And as we as we all know, or at least most of us know, the Wendigo is a spiritual being, supposedly according to folklore, which possesses somebody, a demon that possesses somebody, and causes them to hunger for human flesh, and then it goes out with uh, almost a super strength in a, in a sense. And starts killing people and eating them. Could there be a possibility that this <clears throat> that this spirit inhabited somebody within the colony and then just kind of like a domino effect from there, just transferred from one person to the next until it eventually killed everybody? And maybe it was smart enough to drag them away from the island itself and, and dispose of any remains. Hence the reason we didn't you, you don't find any. Uh, you know, sign of struggle. Right. I mean, it, you know, people, for, for those of you listening right now, what do you think of that? I mean, is, is that really far-fetched, you know? I mean, it's the paranormal community. We were talking about paranormal things. Things are just very uh, unexplainable. Is this a possibility that something like this could happen? Could there have been a demonic entity known as the Wendigo? Did it really exist? Does it really exist? And did it inhabit this particular land? Did they did the, the uh, lost colony come across something they didn't understand, or did the Native Americans send this creature to them? Uh, well, uh, that's actually a, a good uh, hypothesis as well, because as a lot of people know, there are Native American tribes that practice shamanism and they would use their their spirit guides or uh animal totems that sort of a thing to do i guess you would call them spells i'm not sure what you would call them uh to afflict other tribes and 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 the colonies that were coming here uh from from europe mm-hmm. so that actually Sounds like a very good hypothesis. What could have happened as well? Uh, 
I would even say too, like on the the concept of the, how we were saying extraterrestrial. Maybe there's this one rogue extraterrestrial. Again, guys, I'm not necessarily saying this is what I believe, but it's a theory that's popping in my head that approached all of these people and was trying to warn them of something. But like Edgar Allan Poe, he was already on death's door. He actually died from syphilis, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but he was also an, an opium addict, which mm-hmm. can cause delusions. And that maybe that's another possibility why he was uh, whispering on his deathbed. He had saw this legend at, just before he died and... Maybe it was a story he was working on, and that's why he was whispering it. Uh, doesn't explain why Amelia Earhart, Ambrose Bierce, or Black Bart, how any of those would have been associated with it, but I, I am a huge fan of Edgar Allan Poe, so I do know a few facts, of, and those of which being he was an opiate addict, and he did die from, from syphilis. I believe that's what he, it was. Uh so it, it for him in particular, I could say it could have been just just a delusion, and he was just whispering this one word because he had come across it. The other ones, no, it's it's not a possibility that all of them were somehow linked to this one word because, as we all know, Amelia Earhart, as far as I have done research on her, was not. Addicted to any drugs, uh, Black Bart, eh, maybe, or he was a drunkard, whatever. Uh, but Ambrose Bierce, no, as far as I know, was not a connected to any uh, drug addictions or, or alcohol addictions. So I'm not sure. Um, the The possibility of it being a spiritual entity, demonic. Sure, I, I would say that's a very good possibility because of it being connected to all of these people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like you said, if if it was a demonic creature or the Wendigo, uh, if you believe in this particular cryptid, uh, that it would be smart enough to dispose of the bodies of the Roanoke colony it would even be smart enough to take down the, the cabins and then dispose of its final host before it was done. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. You know, it, it's hard for us to know exactly what happened. The truth is, we may never know what happened. Uh, here we are, how many uh, centuries later, and, you know, we're no closer to the truth than we were back in 1586. Yep. Um, you know, one thing that's interesting though is, is to know that John White originally, originally when he saw the word Croatoan, might have thought that the settlers had gone down to Croat, to, to Croatoan Island, uh, because they, uh, which is about 50 miles away from Roanoke. Mm. Alright, so there's a good walk. <laughs> And it's actually um, now called Hatteras Island. It is now Hat, yeah. It is now Hatteras Island, which is a huge destination for people uh, going on vacations. In fact, a friend of mine goes there, or at least was going there uh, on a yearly basis up until last year. And 
it's interesting because the story goes to say that the Roanoke settlers had a contact within the Croatan tribe. And so there's a possibility that they went down there. However, when John White investigated such a thing, he came up with nothing. You know, he couldn't find them. There's been other stories, as we had already mentioned, that another tribe uh, had come in and ended up killing everyone, in particular the Chesapeake's, uh, and that they supposedly showed John White the armory that they had, you know, all the supplies, weapons, and so on and so forth that the settlers had to prove that they had killed them all. But again, that's just a story. We don't know for sure if that's true. We don't know if we don't know if it's false. It's just something that's out there, and we have to either take it with well, really, we take it with a grain of salt because there's no evidence supporting. We don't have the evidence ourselves. We can't re- rely on just a story, you know, alone. It's a lot like when you think about it. It's a lot like scripture. Now, this is going to get into a little bit of a more biblical side of things, but. God says to constantly test the scriptures. We're allowed to test the scriptures. Uh, we can, by faith, believe in everything that the Holy Bible tells us. By faith, we can believe in it all. However, if we test it, we'll learn that a lot of what the Bible tells us is true. In fact, most, if not all the things the Bible tells us is true, based on archaeological finds that we've that, that have been dug up, uh, based on maps, based on prophecies that have been uh, spoken of throughout the Bible and come true. Even today, we're living in a prophecy that is coming true right now when you think of the whole ISIS thing going on in the Middle East. God mentions in the, the book of Revelation that there's going to be Christians that are being beheaded for their faith if they don't deny God. And here we are today, exactly what is happening. Now, has it happened in the past? Sure. God says that these things happen uh, on a norm, on a on a cycle, if you will, sometimes. Uh, and, and you know, and I question, you know, why why on a cycle? You know, what, why why is that? And I think it's a way to help separate the true Christians from the false. You know, uh, it, it starts getting people to be like, oh, this is just a normal thing. It, it, you know, somebody knew this and threw it out there, so. Nothing's really going to happen. You know, God's never going to come back. It's just the same thing over and over and over again. And that's the point, because the scriptures tell us that Christ is going to come back like a thief in the night. You're not going to know what's going to, when it's going to happen. And so you always have to be prepared. But for those who decide to give up, for those who decide not to stay vigilant, they're the ones who are caught off guard. And many of those are going to be the people who are not truly Christian as they claim they are. I think a lot of people can, even even non-believers can agree that history repeats itself. Uh, I I have said it numerous times when I had lost my faith and now that I've come back to my faith, I can truly say history repeats itself. That means uh, world wars, any type of catastrophe you can think of, it just repeats itself. And there's no rhyme or reason to it. It just happens, uh, and I I don't truly think that we are meant to understand it. Um, it's just going to be one of those things that maybe we just know in the end, you know, after we perish, or if um, I shouldn't say if 
when Jesus does come back, maybe he'll tell us. I don't know. But uh, it's one of those things that I think both believers and non-believers can, can connect on. Yeah. All right, folks, we're going to take our second break here. I hope you're having a good time. Here is Justin's Paranormal Headlines. And now, Parachute Radio's Paranormal Headlines. Hey, Parafans. Justin here with your Paranormal Headlines, and these headlines are from unexplainedmysteries.com. Ghost spotted inside abandoned hospital. A photograph taken in the 1990s appears to show a creepy figure in white at the end of the corridor. Originally published by the Gazette, the image, which was taken inside the old abandoned pool hospital sanitarium shortly after it was closed down in 1989, seems to show a strange figure that can be seen standing at the far end of the corridor. The hospital, which originally opened in 1932, had remained a notoriously haunted location for several years after closing down, but was eventually demolished back in 2002. Cockroaches possess a turbocharged bite. The humble cockroach is able to bite something with a force of 50 times greater than its own body weight. If the mere sight of one of these six-legged critters scuttling across your kitchen floor is enough to give you nightmares then be thankful that you aren't at the receiving end of a super strong bite. According to researchers at Cambridge University, the common American cockroach is capable of turbocharging its mandibles when attempting to chew through tough materials. Ours is the first study to measure the bite forces of ordinary insects, and we found that the American cockroach, Paraplanata americana, can generate a bite force around 50 times stronger than their own body weight, said study leader Dr. Tom Wayman. Relatively speaking, this means that they can bite with a force five times that of a human being. As insects play a dominant role in many ecosystems, understanding the amount of force that these insects can exert through their mandibles is a pivotal step in better understanding behavioral and ecological processes and enabling bio-inspired engineering, said Dr. Weheim. And this has been Justin with your Paranormal Headlines. This was a segment of Parachute Radio's Paranormal Headlines. Welcome back to Parachute Radio. My name is Eric. And I'm Justin. And we hope you're having a wonderful time. I hope you enjoyed the paranormal headlines today. As always, they were awesome. You know, some things are very interesting in those headlines. Yeah, I find some kind of off-the-wall ones. Yeah. Uh, always fun. Yeah. That's for sure. I am, I always enjoy, too, when... Uh, people bring ones to me like uh you had brought one to my attention this week uh and the one about the the elephant in the vatican actually shared uh Mm -hmm. shelly shared that with me and um i had never actually heard that before so it was very interesting yeah which actually folks you know we love to have you uh participate in the show if you have any random facts or paranormal headlines that you find interesting and you think other people would find interesting, 
feel free to email us. You know, let us know what they are. Or Facebook. You can hit us up on Facebook as well. That's fine. But uh, Radio at gmail.com is a great way to get in contact with us. And, of course, we're open to anybody. Uh, just don't be creepy. <laughs> we will block you. Um, <laughs> well, we've got some stories there. <laughs> yeah. But uh, <clears throat> actually, that might come up on... Uh, one of our S files. Uh, actually, it probably will. How, how many episodes are we in? Or, uh, yeah, how many episodes are we in right now on S files? Not, not uh, many. Right? We two or three? only did episode one and two, and we had split one in, into two, a two parter because it was mm-hmm. three hours, I think. Okay. So, uh, and I do apologize, guys. Both Eric and I have been super busy. Uh, we have not gotten on to another S files. I'm hoping by next month, when everything calms down, we will have another one for you, and we're actually going to be moving it to Tuesdays now, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, that will that next one will be episode three, or maybe I might go with episode four or five because four and five were our oddly enough we didn't do very many episodes before we did our Christmas and New Year's episodes. No, for, for Night Stalkers, so. I am really looking. I'll tell you what I'm looking forward to though is episode six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm looking really forward to that one. I know why. They'll they'll know mm-hmm. why. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> but uh, to to finish up, guys, uh, we've been talking about the the Croatoan mystery. Uh, as we've said, it's one of those mysteries out there that is kind of hard to explain. Uh, if you uh, are interested, there's several websites that have information on it. We've brought you the, the basic facts that we have come up with. Uh, it's called The Lost Colony for a reason. Uh, all in all, with all the different theories, where where does your mind set now? <laughs> Still baffled. <laughs> uh, it's blown, so I don't know. It's like... I've got brain all over floor right now. Pretty <laughs> gross. <laughs> um, oh goodness, you know, honestly, dude, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. If you had to pinpoint, if one, I had to pinpoint one specific thing, what what would it be to you? If it came down, okay, I guess if it came down to it, if you take it all. Everything the the word Croatoan carved into the pillar, mm-hmm. the fact that it's actually linked to several other people throughout history, even after 1587. What do you think? Mm-hmm. I think I think disease. I think uh, yeah. I think the pestilence is a big thing here. I think there's a very strong possibility that due to some outbreak, the entire colony decided to split up and go separate directions to help uh, protect each other, you know, and therefore hopefully, uh, I guess, limit the spread of the disease. And someone happened to write or carve Croatoan into the post and onto the tree uh, to let let somebody know, particularly John White or any other settlers that were coming any time in the future, to let them know where they had gone. Now, all right, this this is a two parter. This is I've got two. I can't say just one. I have to say two. All right. So that's the first one. I think that's a strong possibility because then you know three approximately three years since John White had come back, which means within that time there could have been storms that knocked over everything. 
after three years, we see what happens to our own cities here in America. Yeah. When they're left untouched, they just crumble apart. They need to be uh, taken care of on a daily basis, you know, to keep everything up. Right. Uh, the second thing would be that the Crow 10 came in and slaughtered everybody or took them hostages. That's the only way I can explain the word crow on the tree. Why would there only be a part of the word croatoan? And that somebody stopped them in the middle of doing it. They got caught. Uh, And I think that in itself is a big, big piece of evidence. You know, if someone wrote croatoan and that was it, then I would say, okay, they got sick. But having croatoan in one place and the word crow in another suggests that somebody had gotten caught writing it a second time and was either killed or taken hostage or whatever by the croatoan uh, people, and that, that's just my personal thoughts uh, on both sides. Uh, I don't obviously don't know if that's true, but based on what we have, that's a, that's what I'm going with. Yeah. You? Uh well, the the biggest thing that sticks out in my mind is the fact that it actually appears after 1587 and linked to actually some very big names like Edgar Allan Poe, Emily Earhart, uh, both of which one before. He died, Edgar Allan Poe, and just before she disappeared. If you guys don't know who Emily Earhart is, I do encourage you to open a history book. Just kidding, guys. Uh, wow. <laughs> nowadays, you can just Google it, but do some research on Emily Earhart. Uh, she was the first female pilot to attempt uh, spanning the globe in her, in her airplane, and she just vanished uh, into thin air. Nobody knows what happened. Uh, but to have both of those people linked to a name that went back to 1587 as well, uh, I would have to say possibly extraterrestrial uh, or it, and mine might be a three-part here. If, if it had to do with disease, maybe mm-hmm. Croatoan was the name they gave whatever disease they came down with. Could have been. And they just, they they fled, hoping not to give it to anybody else, and left that name as a warning that there is a de- disease, named, what they named it. Um, and that would explain maybe Edgar Allan Poe in his delirium. He didn't know what was killing him, so he gave it a name, and he well, made me come across this name. If that's the case, maybe they had the name way before then, you know, and it just so happened to fizzle out over time. That could be too. Yeah. I mean, but but the fact that John White didn't know necessarily what it meant, right? Kind kind of messes up that theory. So, right. um, those are the only two that really stick high in my mind. Um, I after you mention it, I could possibly say truly that it could be some type of spiritual or or possibly demonic uh, right. entity that, that made things happen to these people because we don't know what happened to Amelia Earhart. Maybe she she became possessed or something was influencing her uh, and she just disappeared. Uh, you know, same for these people. Maybe it, something like the Wendigo spirit possibly possessing these people, and uh, that's what happened to the, to, to the Lost Colony. Yeah. Uh, Edgar Allan Poe, you know, as I said, he was a drug addict. He was diseased. 
in that time he could have been afflicted or something could have been manipulating him. Uh, as far as uh, Black Bart, if you know who Black Bart is, he, he was obviously a pirate. Uh, and uh, he was connected to dark things as well. As far as the, the author... Uh, Ambrose Bierce, I, I honestly don't know a whole lot of history behind him, uh, other than he did uh, horror uh, books. So, I guess that could connect it a little bit, since he did horror. Um, that Those are my the only three that really it could be in my mind. Yeah, it's a possibility that it could have been a hurricane. Maybe they named the hurricane Croatoan. But mm-hmm. why would the the other three names that came up be connected to that to that word? I don't know. I really don't know. But folks, there you have it. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you've you know you got the story. You got what little evidence there is. You've got theories about this mystery. All of which leads us to one conclusion: it is still a mystery. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, we, we get to find out, but yeah. I doubt it. Hopefully, hopefully one day. Uh, but sad to say, when it comes to this particular story, now I gotta say we didn't rabbit trail nearly as much as I thought we would. Um, we're done. Yeah. That, that that's the show today, folks. All right. So, folks, since this is the end of the show. As always, we have a few wonderful announcements for you. The first is probably one of the biggest announcements, one that uh, Justin and I are very excited for, and something we've been talking about for her, actually, I think almost a year now, really, when, when you think about it. Yeah. Uh, it's been mentioned here and there, but we haven't really been taking it seriously until the last couple of months here. Uh, and, and i got to admit, Justin here was the one to convince me. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, w- it wasn't really like something that crossed my mind at the time, but now that we've been talking about it, I'm really excited. And so to let you guys know, we figured, you know, why not? We're going to wait a little longer, but why not let you guys know now? Because, you know, it's getting close to the time that this is going to happen. So I'm going to go ahead and pass the mic off to Justin and let him tell you this very special news. All right, folks. As Eric said, him and I have been talking about this for a while. It's actually kind of come to fruition in the past, I'd say, month. Um, Paratruth Radio is actually now becoming, well, actually, we're coming a part of uh, Paratruth Radio Network. We're starting a new network uh, with a couple of shows as well as our own. And uh, it's going to be a very ex- exciting time for us. Uh, we've always been a part of a, a separate network uh, or we had just our, our singular show. So uh, not going to really announce a whole lot as far as who's coming on with us just yet. Uh, but something to look forward to for you guys because it's going to be actually starting the first of the the year the new year and uh we're stoked for it i i mean uh, it's been something that's been on my heart and on my mind for for a year um more so in the past six months because you know eric would say you know we need to be ready and i truly believe we needed to be ready um so it's it's going to be one of those things that 
is an exciting time for us. Uh, on top of that, starting next week, actually, we will be uh, adding video to our YouTube uh, recordings. So if you guys listen to us on YouTube, you'll actually have some video to entertain yourself with because I'm sure there's going to be plenty of faces and you know body language that will get a laugh or two out yeah. of people um, and it, even if you don't listen on YouTube I do encourage you guys to check out the videos once once we get them started mm-hmm. yeah you know the video is a really interesting thing and I know Justin and I have tried that once before uh, and can honestly say we failed at it yeah it wasn't quite what we were hoping, but this is completely different. This, if you, if you think about it, this is kind of almost kind of like a, uh, news network type of deal. Yeah. In which you'll see mine and, uh, both Justin's face and my own, as well as the face of our guest, uh, unless they choose not to, in which case we'll just have, you know, like a picture a, of them. A picture of them and, and them talking. But for those who do. And speaking uh, of, I have to score in Heidi for this. She decided not to do the video. <laughs> For our our interview with her, uh, I okay. I do get it though, Heidi. There's there are people that like video. There's are those that don't. I in particular am completely terrified of doing the video, but at the same time, I feel that people should should see how how we interact with our guests as well as I have an awesome new studio to do my show in, and I want to show it off. So uh, that that's not prideful. <laughs> <laughs> and uh Heidi, for what it's worth, you know, I completely understand it's hard uh showing your face around people as pretty as us. Uh, it's no problem. It's okay. Another time. She did, she did give me the okay to, to use a, a pretty picture of her from her website. Though, so. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm, actually, I'm, I'm sure she has plenty of pretty pictures. Um, um, but with that being said, uh, we are super stoked for for the network to start and uh for the video as well uh eric actually will be gone again for the next uh couple weeks uh but uh i'm looking forward to having that up for you guys and once he gets back it will be just that much better yeah uh two more weeks guys and i'll be back regularly again i'm looking forward to it it's kind of nice to have the last two weeks off here to talk with everybody, hang out with you, Justin. Yeah. Um, you know, talk to our guests. I know last week we had Elliot Marzulli, who was by far a very interesting guest. Yeah. Uh, great guy. <clears throat> Looking forward to some of the guests we have coming up and some of the shows that we have coming up. Not just the holiday ones, but there's a number of uh, ideas that I have that I haven't even talked to my co-host about yet. Uh, but He gives me little inklings here and there where I'm just like... <laughs> Do you, what do you think about this guy? What about this person? Do you want to do this? How about this? So, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> yeah, I I look forward to some of the ideas that you have, and um, we as as we're talking about the uh, the whole the whole film thing. Uh, as Eric said, he we do have a trailer up on the website now for uh, the revealed. Uh, I don't know. Are you able to give any information out for the other movies or um, not at this particular second? I, I, I could give out the names. I'll give out the. I'll do that. I'll give you the names of some of the movies that I've been working on. Uh, if you look them up online, I'm sure you'll find something, especially Facebook. Uh, one movie in particular is called The Lady in White. It's also a horror film uh, based on, of course, Lady in White, as many of you in the paranormal know about. 
Um, that one has gotten quite a bit of publicity. Uh, newspapers and magazines have contacted the director that I worked with uh, talking about it. I know I was uh, had my picture in a I think it was a newspaper uh, based on for the film as well. Uh, the whole cast and crew were, were in the where it was in the paper. Uh, so his is pretty interesting, pretty good horror horror film. I uh, worked with him quite a bit on that one. Uh, the story is his hundred percent. The only thing I did was some steady cam work that we used for a couple of the shots, and uh, worked in the camera department and just getting you know the shots the way we needed and helping out with that. Uh, another one is called Within the Fear. Within the Fear is an action drama film. Uh, I have a pretty big Christian actor in there. Not going to name him at the moment. Uh, when the time comes, I'll let you know. But a great film. I was the DP on that one. Did all the camera work. A lot of steady cam, a lot of a lot of action, a lot of fight sequences. Uh, very good film. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be more information as those come forward, and if I'm allowed to speak on them, I'll let you know. The final film that I'm going to be working on is a film called Aurora. I have the least amount of information on that one at the moment, uh, <laughs> but uh, I'll let maybe you... that's a good thing. So you don't get yeah. away. <laughs> yeah, so <clears throat> it's good stuff, though. You know, they're all really good films. They're all short films. I think the next, well, this next one's probably going to be close to a ten-minute film or so. I know Lady, Lady in White, and Within the Fear are both about fifteen to twenty-minute films. But yeah, is all everybody good stuff. planning on doing the the uh, the circuit like you are? Yeah, everyone's planning on going into the film circuit. Uh, at least I, I know that for a fact with the Lady in White and Within the Fear. Aurora, I'm not so sure about. Uh, I don't know what his plans are. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, the other two are going into the film circuit. So one will be in the horror side of things and the other one in the action drama. Uh, but yeah, good stuff. And of course, my trailer, if you guys haven't seen it yet, like Justin said, check it out on the website here on paratruthradio.com. Uh, just click on the Creative Works tab and you'll find the link to the trailer. Let me know what you think and feel free to share it with friends and family. You know, get as many people out there to see it because it's going to be coming to you guys this summer. And it's going to be awesome. I do have to say that it, it actually makes me feel good that uh, an independent film that doesn't look like it was shot with a home camcorder. Because <laughs> there are several movies on Netflix that I like, oh, that might be good. Oh, yeah. hell no, that is not good. That is a bad movie. <laughs> so uh, I it it literally gave me goosebumps, and I'm looking forward to, uh, to every moment of it. Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks for saying that. One thing that uh, I wanted to end the show with is what are you thankful for this year? I am thankful for... Or maybe who? I don't know. Whichever. I'm thankful for my family supporting me in all that I do. My friends standing by me when I make decisions. And I'm thankful for my new kitty. <laughs> That I just got. Her name is Bella, and she's cute, and she's annoying at the same time. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's a cat. Guess, so, what cat isn't? Yes. Yeah. So, basically, 
she's all nice during the day, and at night when you go to sleep, that's when Satan breaks out. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, that, that's what I'm thankful for. Those those three things. You? Oh, what I'm truly thankful for is, of course, my my fiance Shelly. Uh, without her supporting both you and myself doing this show, uh, I I honestly don't know if it would have ever came to fruition. Uh, I, I'm also thankful for my family, you of course as well. Uh, and I'm thankful for the possibility of finally finishing my book. I'm, uh, yeah, I haven't really up. given anything out on my book in, uh, a while, but, uh, I do feel that I am close to the end. I just have to finish it. <laughs> Once yeah. that's done, you know, I'll start getting it up on the Creative Works tab because the, in that at that point, uh, as Eric knows, it's revision upon revision upon revision. So mm-hmm. uh, we will uh, we will pray for the best, and hopefully, I'll actually get some time to put pencil to paper or fingers to keyboard, if you will, and uh, at least get that finished so that way we can we can start moving on and get it published absolutely i'm looking forward to helping you get that done and working on that uh I'm, and of course you're you're a little behind on the deadline no. that i originally gave you i'm um i'm behind on my own deadline i was i was thinking like two years ago so. <laughs> yeah uh well finally i think uh this comes from both justin and i and i know we haven't said it, and I'm not just saying this just because I thought about it. It's the truth. Uh, we're both very thankful for all of you guys out there tuning in every week, uh, listening to us, because without you, there really is no radio show. Yeah. Uh, no one wants to make a radio show that no one listens to. That's just talking to ourselves. We could do that without radio. And I can uh, say that because of beginning with Night Suckers, we <laughs> really just kind of talking to ourselves. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, we've come a long way, and we've only come this far because of you guys. And, of course, we'd love to have be able to interact with you even more so please 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 email us comment uh you can comment on our uh web page paratruthradio.com right at the bottom of the uh the live link i believe it is right yeah it's underneath the chat and the the uh players uh and i do encourage you guys to hop in the chat uh i am usually in in chat during uh, the the hour that the show goes active, uh, Eric with his busy schedules sometimes in there, sometimes not. Uh, Heidi is a lot of times in there from Talk Supernatural, so I do encourage you guys to hop in there. We've had some random people here and there hop in there, and I do appreciate everybody that gives us feedback, uh, whether that be in chat, email, Facebook. I I do encourage you guys to, as Eric said, reach out to us because. We are constantly trying to improve as well. So with that all wrapped into a nutshell, uh, reach out to us. And on top of that, if you guys have any issues you need help with, Eric and I are more than willing to listen and throw out any type of help we can give. Mm-hmm. So you know, When it comes to the spiritual side of things, we've been there. We've done that. Uh <laughs> Sometimes you've been in places we did, which we weren't. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, we have experience, guys. We have a lot of experience between the two of us, and we're more than willing to help you. And it's coming from a Christian uh, viewpoint, Christian worldview. So, you know, it, it's none of this 
secular type of ghost hunting slash exorcism type stuff. Uh, we're, we're working through the power of God. So if you need help, contact us before doing anything. We'll work with you, get, let, allow you to get to know us better and see if you really want our help. Uh, but I think when it comes down to it, you know, we're ready to do whatever we can to help you. And uh, I, I know with God on our side, uh, Christ is ready and more than willing to help you. Just just turn to him. And with both of us having different perspectives, with that being said, both Eric and I do agree on a lot of things when it comes to paranormal research. Mm-hmm. I, You know, there's a lot of people out there doing ghost hunting now, and one of the biggest things that, that a lot of ghost hunting people do, not to rabbit trail at the end here, uh, but a lot of them provoke. A lot of them are asking specific questions. Uh, some of the best EVPs out there have been when people are just talking. They're just trying to figure out if there is something there, and they get a random voice there or a growl or a snarl or a snicker, if you will. Uh, and... One of the the biggest things that has always been a huge thing for me after both Eric and I kind of matured and uh, in the ghost or paranormal uh, community uh, is is the whole concept of provoking. You, you're not going to be living where people live if you're doing a residence, and you're not going to be working if you're doing a, a business. Uh, so provoking is is not okay, along with you know Ouija boards, uh, a couple of the other things, <clears throat> some of these uh, ghost hunting groups that actually have TV shows do. Yeah. Uh, so I do encourage you guys, as Eric said, to reach out to us. We we are definitely both on the same page when it comes to uh, making sure that you guys are okay. You know, um, a lot of it has to do with having having a, a faith. And, uh, you know, I would encourage you guys to reach out to us and just just let us know what's going on in your lives. Absolutely. Uh, with that said, folks, this is the end of the show officially. I know I've already said that once, but this time it really <laughs> is. Uh, you know, I've said it only once or twice before. Not everyone is normal. That's okay. Be paranormal. My name is Eric. And I'm Justin. Until next week. Peace. If you enjoyed this episode of Paratruth Radio and you would like to listen to it again or are interested in listening to any of our past episodes, then you can listen to them on HD at our website, paratruthradio.com. And you can also find us at Stitcher, Blueberry, TuneIn, iTunes, Spreaker, and YouTube. And of course, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for brand new updates of our show every day.
That's what ransomware is all about. It's psychological pressure. Ransomware. When your computer's hacked into and your data held ransom. Attacks are on the rise and Russian gangs are making billions of dollars. The moment I got that message, I knew our greatest fears that we ever have are starting to come true. The post-Cold War era is over. Dot com, the hacking. A new season from Crowd Network with me, Katie Puckrick. Just search for dot com, that's D-O-T-C-O-M, and subscribe.